Amen. I know pastor teases him a lot, but the church, this church, the original Pentecostals, Leesburg Apostolic, what our former name was, would not be where it is today without this man of God and his wife and his son. We appreciate the ministry of Brother Andrews. Would you stand and welcome him to the pulpit this morning? Thank you, Pastor Bucky. Woohoo! I'll give you five dollars if you clap your hands. Woohoo! Man, I don't have that much money. Everybody's clapping their hands. You may be seated. And Brother Kevin was just giving me, offering me five dollars if I will preach for five minutes. I didn't, I didn't accept it. So, same. <laughs> I deserve more than five dollars, I guess. Right? I'm raising my uh, my fee. Amen. It's good to see everyone today. Amen. What a presence of God. That's what church is all about. Feeling the presence of God. There is freedom. Amen. God knows what we need of before we even ask of Him. We're serving an amazing God. Mysterious God. Miraculous God. We'd like to welcome the saints from, I think you're visiting them. They're from Rochester, New York. Amen. We welcome you today. Amen. God bless you. God has started a work in, in Naomi right now. And I would like to welcome Mark, Brother Mark. We have another Mark today. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Amen. We're dismissed in Jesus' name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got to preach, right? Uh, on behalf of Pastor uh, Windsor, I would like to take this opportunity to thank him. I know he's watching right now, right? Huh? Who? Oh, Jano. <laughs> he's not a visitor anymore. Jano, well, I thank you for coming. Thank you for visiting us. It's good to see you again. Amen. Woo. Yes. Jano, my Jano. Amen. Five dollars. Praise the Lord. Good to see everyone. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Windsor. I know he's uh, watching over the uh, podcast right now. I know we, we're glad that Pastor trusts us when he's away that, you know, he can trust us to preach the Word of God. It's um, my honor and privilege to always, you know, just when every time I stand here, I, it's my honor. And Sister Brooks, you forgot something today. What did I tell you? Every time I'm preaching, I, want, I don't want a bottle of water. I want a Ice caramel macchiato right here. I'll forgive you this time because you didn't know that I was preaching today. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to let you uh, sit down for right now. I'm going to ask our ushers or anybody. I'm going to go out of my comfort zone today. Amen. I'm going to preach the di different style today, so to speak. Amen. Is that all right? I need maybe five chairs over here. Five chairs. Amen. Five chairs. Maybe you're thinking, what is Brother Arnell doing today? What did he eat last night? So let me see here. There you go, brother. I'm trying to form an altar over here. Is the best we can do? Does it look like a cross or something? An altar, right? So about the intermission, and I'm going to pull this back a little bit. There you go. Does it look like a cross or an altar? 
right? You know what? I'm going to preach about the, an altar at the cross today. Is that okay? Well, it's a hard topic, but help me preach what God gave me to preach today. You know, they said um, when every time you preach, you need to make sure that you, um, you discuss Acts 2.38. You know, just put it in, in your preaching. Amen. Acts 2.38. What does it say? Then repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's the plan of salvation for each and every one of us. We need to repent of our sins. We need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And we need to receive the Holy Ghost. But that's not the end. Amen, Brother Lance, I was just telling you, Acts 38 doesn't stop from receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It needs to be followed by some kind of holy living. We've been studying, we've been preaching about holiness, and guess what? Amen. We're going to touch on that also today. Holiness is what? It's a decision, right? It's that we must make to cause our action to line up with the word of God. Amen. You just don't uh, sleep and wake up holy. Right? Holiness is a process. Just like salvation is a process. Amen. You need to decide each and every morning, I'm going to live right today. I'm going to live holy today. Amen. You cannot do it on your own. We cannot live righteous life. We cannot live a holy life without the help of the Almighty God. We need the power of the Holy Ghost to make us live holy. Amen. Amen. You cannot walk holy in your own strength. Right? If you think you can do it on your own, I want to speak to you after the service. Amen. Not a lot of churches preach about the cross anymore. Not a lot of churches preach about the blood anymore. Not a lot of churches preach about holiness anymore. Amen. But this church believe that we must live a holy life. We must live a righteous life. Amen. The Bible says, follow peace and holiness with all men. For without which no man shall see the Lord. Amen. That's just an introduction over there. You know, I'm just warming up. You know what? Yesterday I had my, um, my notes typed in and printed out and everything. I was going to preach about 15 pages today. But guess I'm not going to do that. Amen. You pay me $10 maybe. I'll preach in for 10 minutes. But you know what? At 7.15 this morning... God kind of woke me up. Amen. No, my, my wife knows that I wake up at 8 o'clock. Oh, 8.30 maybe. So she's, looking, <laughs> she's looking at me right now. So at 7.15, God, God kind of woke me up and said, get a pen. Get a pen? I was lying on bed. And then guess what? Under my pillow was a pen. I, I, I took the pen and started grabbing something to write on. Guess what? I found one of my business cards from Bank of America. 
I know you hate Bank of America, but I work there. But, you know, I found this business card. I was trying to write what God was telling me to write. But get, guess what? The first pen didn't work. There's no ink. So I had to grab another pen. There's one on my lampstand. There's another pen. So God was telling me to preach on these things. You see? What's your name again? Jason. God wants me to preach on these things right here. The, my outline is on my business card. Can you preach on these things? You know? I'll give you the mic. How can I preach on this outline today? Forget about your notes. I want you to preach on whatever it is. I drew a cross. That's why. Before I forget, this is what God told me to, to put today. Make a cross in front of the congregation. And don't worry about your notes. I'm going to help you preach today. I'm going to worry about the 15 pages note, right? So, you know, I love to talk about tabernacle, right? If you're Filipino, you'll pronounce that as tabernacle. But we're in America now, it's tabernacle, right? So, the tabernacle has different parts, right? If you remember my teaching before, there is an outer court. I'm just going to summarize what God has given me this morning. There's an outer court. There is the brazen laver over here. Right? No, sorry. The brazen altar. You see? Brazen altar. What do we do with, uh, at the brazen altar? This is where we sacrifice. Right? Every year, the high priest, they come to sacrifice animal sacrifices. This is where sacrifice. This is we die. This is where we die. This is where we repent of our sins. Is that okay? And then there's another one in the outer court. The brazen laver or lover. What do we do here, the brazen lover? This is where we wash after we die, after we kill. Uh, the animal sacrifices, you gotta wash your hands. This symbolizes our baptism. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's why I started with Acts 2.38. In order to be saved, you need to, be, you need to repent of your sins. Is that okay? And you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the outer court. And I mentioned last Wednesday, amen, when I taught. And then somebody commented, who's preaching today? He said, Brother Arnell again? No, I won't mention any name, but. Okay? So, there is the. Brazen labor, right? That's the outer court. And remember, man consists of three parts. The body, soul, and spirit. This outer court represents our body. Alright? Our body needs to die. Our body needs to be washed. Amen? And then we come to the most holy place. Who can remember what's three, what are the three things that are in the holy place? Seven. Who said that? Seven golden candlesticks. How about right here? This is the table of Shubert right here. And the altar of incense. 
Golden candlesticks signifying God is a, the light of the world and we need to be light of the world. And this is the table of showbread where there are 12 bread for the 12 tribes of Israel. Like signifying the word of God when we eat the word of God, right? Right, Sister Post? Gonna help me right here like how you helped me last Wednesday. And then this is the altar of incense. Right, where we, we worship God, where we offer our, our praise and our worship and our thanksgiving. Guess where we're, where we're at today? We are here, right here. We're worshiping God, we're praising God, we're offering thanksgiving. Amen, God is touching us. Amen. But there is one more behind this one. This most holy place here signifies our soul. Once we're saved, we can enter into the most holy place and we can start praising God. Can, do you follow? Amen. And the last one here is the Holy of Holies. And where, what is in the Holy of Holies? The Ark of the Covenant. You missed it, brother. Amen. Where the presence of God dwells. In the Ark of the Covenant, there's a mercy seat. Underneath the mercy seat, there is two tablets of stones. There is the, uh, the Aaron, Aaron's rod that budded. And the other one is the golden pot of manna. Right? There are three. That's just the introduction right there. That's the outer court is our body. Most holy place is our soul. And this is where we need to be. Holy of holies, signifying our spirit. We're not just body and soul. We are also spirit. We're body, soul, and spirit. When you preach about the altar, you need to preach about the body, soul, and spirit. You need to preach about holiness from the outside, from the inside. You cannot live holy in the outside, on the outside. You cannot just live holy on the inside. Your spirit must be holy inside out. So we clap our hands to God. I'm preaching about the altar. I'm preaching up about the cross. Amen. We know that our body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. If you look at our body, you need to have these parts of the tabernacle applied in your life. Amen. Gotta go through repentance. Gotta go to baptism in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And you gotta you know, offer sacrifices. You gotta read the word of God. You gotta live like the light of the world. But don't stop right here. There's one more important, the most important place in the tabernacle is the Ark of the Covenant where the presence of God is. You felt the presence of God today. Don't stop there. Amen. God wants to heal you. God wants to touch you. Don't stop at the most holy place. Go beyond the veil. Go and claim your healing. Go and claim your salvation. Go and claim what you need today. The altar is always open. The veil was already torn from up. Down, we have an access to go to the throne of grace, right? 
said, Hebrews 4.12, Therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that you may find, you may obtain mercy to find grace in time of need. Do you have a need today? Come boldly to the throne of grace. I don't care who's looking at me. I don't care what you think about me. I need something from God. I'm gonna cross. I already passed this. I'm already baptized. I'm here right now, praising the Lord, worshiping God. I know God wants to do a miracle in my life. God wants to heal me. I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to let God be God today. I want His Spirit to dwell in me today. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read my text today before I get carried away. In Exodus 29, verses 36 to 37. Is this okay? And thou shalt offer every day a bullock for a sin offering for atonement. And thou shalt cleanse the altar when thou hast made an atonement for it. And thou shalt anoint it to sanctify it. Seven days thou shalt make an atonement for the altar and sanctify it. And it shall be an altar most holy. Whatsoever toucheth the altar shall be holy. Seven days. There's seven days in a week. That means you need to make an atonement for the altar. You need to sanctify your altar. It shall be an altar most holy. An altar symbolizing the cross. But we have an altar of our heart where the Spirit of God dwells. So there are three things that are synonymous we have the altar of our hearts. We have this altar in the tabernacle. And we have the cross. I hope you get what I'm talking about today. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We must sanctify our body seven days a week. Not just on Sundays. Not just on Wednesdays or Tuesdays when we have Bible study. We need to live holy seven days a week. Seven days a week. And he says that whatsoever toucheth the altar will also become holy. You get, you'll have a great influence out there. You're living a holy life. They're going to see Something different in your life. I want to be like you. I can see something different about you. What is it? And who makes us holy? God makes us holy. The Holy Spirit makes us holy. So we need the Holy Spirit to live holy. Jason, where I'm at on my uh, notes over here? I'm right there. Oh, man. 
thank you for helping me out. Because I don't know how to preach this thing. I just know that there is a cross over here. I already touched on the body here, the outward, the outward holiness right there. And this, there's a forgiveness here. Tabernacle, I'm almost right here in the spirit, right? Altar of our hearts. I'm going to touch on the def definition of altars. You know what? Altars before were made of stones, earth, metal, brick, wood, and even rocks. You know, altars were known primarily as what? Places of sacrifice. Altars also have been historically known as places where the human and the divine worlds interact. Altars were places of exchange, communication, and influence. Altars were places where we would, we would go and live change and different. Can I go on? An altar experience with God is to bring about a noticeable and visible change in behavior and lifestyle. Guess what? The cross is the same thing. Whatever I mention about the altar goes for the cross as well. The cross, when we have an experience before the cross, a cross experience with God is going to bring out a noticeable and visible change in your behavior and lifestyle. When you go out this place today and you talk to your friends, your neighbors, and your co-workers, they're going to say something. There's something different with you today. Where have you been? What have you been eating? <laughs> right? There is going to be a change in your behavior, the way you speak, the way you walk, the way you talk. Amen. It's going to look like you've been to church. Amen. I'm going to tell everyone, you always hear this one. Don't live here the same way you came in. Leave your baggage at the altar. Lay them down at the foot of the cross. You have a need. You need healing. Bring them. Bring them at the altar. You need financial blessing. You need direction, salvation, deliverance. Name it. You can bring them, offer them at the altar. Amen. God is able to take care of your need today. We need a holy, we need to live a holy life. We need to live a righteous life. Every Sunday is okay. Small change every Sunday is okay. Like what I said, holiness, salvation is a process. Amen. As long as there is a progress, Pastor Windsor said, that's okay. As long as you're trying to change, that's okay. Little change here, little change there, that's okay. As long as you are changing, keep trying, keep letting go and letting God. Amen. And God is going to help you. 
I'm going to touch on four different topics today. I'm going to say altars were places for. Number one, for forgiveness. There you go. Thank you, son. I changed it up a little bit. My son takes care of the, uh, the video with uh, Brother Joe, right? He asked me yesterday, Dad, you need to send me your notes and your verses, right? I said, I gave it to him. And then said, Dad, what are you going to preach tomorrow? I haven't given you my, my title, right? I told him, altered at the altar. Altered at the altar. Oh, I like the, my son putting Pastor Arnel Angelus over there. I'll give you $5 later. Altar, altered at the altar. And he said, you know, do, those ministers here, do you practice in front of the mirror before you preach? I do. Whether you know it or not, I do. And my son said, how are you going to preach it? I don't know. You want me to preach like an evangelist or something, like a, a revivalist? You know, I'm going to try that, I told him. I'm going to try to preach like that. I said... Are you ready? I told my son, are you ready? I'm going to preach like this. I said, see, I even, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to preach right. We need, we, we don't need, we don't need to alter the altar. Ha! We don't need to change the altar. Ha! Without the altar, there is no change. Ha! We don't need to alter the altar. Ha! We must be altered by the altar. Ha! That's not me. <laughs> That's not how I preach. You know, I teach most of the time. We need to be altered by the altar. You cannot alter this. It's already specified the brazen altar, brazen labor, the golden candlesticks, altar of incense, the table of showbread, and the ark of the covenant. You cannot alter the altar. You must be altered by the altar. You must be altered at the altar. Altar is where you can change. Altar where God can meet your need. Altar is where God can change your life. God, altar is where you can sacrifice your life. And God can make it holy. Woo! It's a little bit of hot over there. Amen. Bring to the next one. Altars are places of, oh, did I touch on that? No, for forgiveness. Right. You see where the brazen altar is, where we repent. This is where we, we receive our forgiveness. The Bible says, for all have sinned. Come short of the glory of God. There's no one righteous, no, not one. All of, all of us 
have sinned, that we needed to repent. There's nobody's perfect. If there's somebody perfect here, I want to speak to you after the church. This is, the altar is a place of forgiveness. You make mistakes, you fail, Sister Brooks, who cares? You cannot live a holy life, who cares? You fall, you care. I cared actually, but <laughs> but you don't stop serving God if you fail, you make mistake. There's a, uh, a promise in First John one nine: if we confess our sins, faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Somebody is trying to judge you because you're not living right. Tell them, read 1 John 1, 9. I will confess my sins. My God is faithful and just to forgive me. We cannot do it on our own, brother. You give me $5, I'm going to end right now. No, okay. So we cannot do it on our own. We need God. Amen. And the second one, altars are places of what? Prayer. All right? It's right here. Right here. Altar of incense right here. Where we, we give God our petitions. We ask God for everything. Amen? So, like, whatever you need. We already did a prayer request. Prayer time today, right? This is where we can ask, we can pray and worship God, Right? Amen. Third one. Remembrance. The only thing I can uh, relate that to is the, uh, the table of showbread. Where, you know, every time we partake of the body and, the, you know, the, the drink, the blood and the, the bread and the blood of Christ, we remember what he did on the cross. Right? So... So we, we started all of these parts of the tabernacle. This is where you, you tell God, Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you for your blood that was shed for me. Thank you for your body that was bruised for my transgression. And by your stripes we are healed. That's why you, you need some healing from God. The altar. You need to pray here. Um, Naomi, right? This is your place at the altar right here. This is where God um, uh, took care of our sicknesses and our diseases. See the 40 slashes, the 40 whips that he received? Those are for the 40 uh, major sicknesses today. God already knew that you're going you're gonna, to uh, suffer this sickness, but God already provided your healing for you. Right there, the third one. Oh, this is the fourth one. See, forgiveness. What's the other one? Pray, prayer, remembrance, and worship. This is the altar incense right here. You feel like worshiping God. You be, God has been so good to you. This is your, your place of the altar right here. You need a breakthrough. This is where you need to be, where you need to just praise God for all His goodness. Thank God. For His goodness, worship God for who He is. So every one of us has our own need and you have a place in the altar where you can kneel down 
and ask God uh, for the answer to your prayer. Some people say altar calls are things of the past. But this church, we still believe in altar calls. And that's what I'm going to do later. I'm going to do an altar call. That's for everybody. Nobody excluded. I, you can tell, you can see, if there's the altar call, I'm the, I'm the first one to be there. I'm always the first one to be there. I wanted to be at the altar. Some churches don't even do altar calls. Who believes here that altar call is very important? I believe during altar call is when people get a chance to respond to what, being pre what is being preached. During altar call is when people or when God move in people's lives. During altar calls is when people get their calling. It is during this very special intimate moments with God that He does the miraculous. Pastor Bucky, there, some people are scared of the altar. Some people don't want to come up to the altar. I'm wondering why. Maybe they're scared or maybe they don't want other people to think that they're messing up. <laughs> right? They're scared. Some people, sometimes, you know what? If I come to the altar, I'm scared that God's going to change my life. Meaning I have to sacrifice. Now I'm going to start coming to church. I'm going to start to read His Word. I'm going to start worshiping God. I'm not ready for that. Some people don't want to come to the altar. They're scared of being changed. They're not ready to give up what they are enjoying in this world. Some people, you know, living like the holy, I need to say this, Sister Post, the holier-than-thou attitude. Can I preach on that a little bit? Brother Arnell is at the altar. What has he done now? I don't want people to know that I just messed up five minutes ago, a day ago, because they think, oh, I am holy. I'm living a righteous life. They may say something, and they may think that, you know, I'm not worthy anymore to come up here. Holier than thou attitude, you need to get rid of that. There's none holy. See, our righteousness is as filthy rugs before God. Right? Nobody's holy. We're, stri we're striving to become holy. But we cannot live holy without the Holy Ghost. You see the words altar and altar? I, gotta look, I had to look those up from the dictionary. From the Philippines, right? Altar, altar. We pronounce everything the same. 
We pronounce F as P, P as F, V as in Victor, as a B as in boy. So what is altar and altar? I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Altar is a high place, a place of sacrifice, worship or communion, and an elevated place. Altar, with an E, altar, is to make some change in, to make different in some particular way. That's why I'm preaching about altered at the altar. We need to be changed at the altar. Before you leave today, make sure you come to the altar so God can change your life. God can give you a fresh start. God can give you a, big, a new beginning. Every time we come together at this altar, our life should be altered. The altar is a fixed place. Wherever, whenever we offer sacrifices unto God, we build an altar. Whether it's in our home or in the church, there's nothing wrong with the altar. An altar is where we meet God. An altar is where we sacrifice. An altar is where we receive answer from God. We don't need to alter the altar. We need to be altered at the altar. Amen. Shall we stand? I'm not going to go long. I'm just on my third page here. Thank you, Jason, for helping me out. It's the cross right here. The plan of salvation consists of three letters. The D, B, R. The death and the burial and the resurrection. The death is when we died on our sin right here and received forgiveness. Burial is, when, uh, burial is where we, we, we were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in the water. We died in our sin. We were buried in our sin. And the resurrection is when we received the gift of the Holy Ghost. That burial resurrection right here. But since I'm preaching about holiness, some people think as long as their heart is right, as long as their soul is right, as long as he's reading the Bible, as long as he is praising God, worshiping God, being the light of the world, they don't need to be holy outside. They don't need to be to repent of their sins. They don't need to be baptized in Jesus' name as long as their heart is right. They're taking care of the inside. They don't care about the outside. Some people said, as long as I repent of my sins, I'm baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't need to be holy inside. I don't need to worship God. I, need to, I don't need to praise God. I don't need to 
be a light in the world. I don't need to, to read the word of God and praise God. They're taking care of their outside, but not the inside. But like what I'm trying to preach today, there's one place right here that can take care of both the inside and the outside. We just don't live holy from the outside. And don't live holy in the inside and forget about the outside. Right here is a spirit. God's spirit is right here. God wants to help you live right. God wants to live, help you live a holy life. Would you surrender your God to God, your body, your soul, and your spirit, and let God take care of your life today? If you receive the Holy Ghost before you got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, or if you receive the Holy Ghost first and you are not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we can do that for you. We can baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ right there outside. If you have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you haven't received the Holy Ghost right here, at the altar, God can fill you with the Holy Ghost. And like I said, before you leave today, give everything to God at the altar, at the Holy of Holies. God is calling somebody today. Maybe you're on a brink of giving up. Maybe you're about to throw in the towel. Maybe you're tired of living the same way. Maybe you're sick in your body or you haven't got an answer from God maybe you're confused with your situation maybe you're asking God why, why Lord, why is this happening to my life I'm trying to live right, I'm trying to serve you but why Lord, why, why I don't have all the answers to your questions but God does would you come, I'm going to open up the altar these chairs may not be enough if you need to repent right there, the first chair. Thinking of being baptized, the second chair right there. If you need healing, right here. Just want to thank God and praise God for His goodness right here. Trying to live, uh, being a light of the world right here. But once you pass all these five chairs, don't stop. I'm going to pull this back more. I'm going to open up the Holy of Holies. Once you, you feel the presence of God, don't stop right there. First time I'm going to do, open up this pulpit right here. Where the presence of God dwells. Where the Shekinah glory of God dwells. Where God can meet you. At the cross. Why don't you surrender your life at the altar? Why don't you surrender your life at the foot of the cross right here? Here is the cross right here. God, Christ died for you. Christ loves you. God demonstrated his life for you while we 
where you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. It's not coincidence that you are here today. Whatever you need is God is able to take care of it. Would you come to the altar? Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody going to think otherwise. Find a place at the altar. Be altered at the altar. Find your altar. It can be your seat beside you. It can be anywhere inside this auditorium. Find an altar that can alter your life today.